0: For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app available on Android devices. Episode one forty three. Woo! Blah, 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 blah. And boys, <sighs> it's been a minute. Summer's hot. Dude. A minute. Summer's hot and busy. That's true. It is hot and busy. We've been a little bit busy. This is I think our longest break we've ever been on since we've started. Oh, mm-hmm. easily. I mean, uh, so
1: long that Patrick asked me the other day. He said, Is submersion done?
2: That, that's, Is it over? makes my stomach curl <laughs> that any of our fans would ever say and, that.
1: Do you know what the saddest thing was? What's that? I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to answer. Ooh. You said, I don't know? I said,
2: I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if
1: it's, I don't wow. know. it's over. It can't be over. Wow. The yeah. internet can't get rid of us that easy. That's true, actually. <laughs> no. The internet can never get rid of us. I am <laughs> used to years. I don't know if you know this, guys, but I have a website. It's called badmobietwins.com. That's Ooh, badmobietwins.com. Great. Ooh, and I am yeah. used to years literally a decade of screaming into the abyss with no one listening to me and at this point i'm immune it doesn't matter i just keep doing it (laughs) no matter what they say no matter what people say i'm just going to keep going or that what they don't say right (laughs) yeah i I wouldn't know because no one ever acknowledges my website so (laughs) well uh if you're listening, go to com. give
0: Jamie some hits or something. I don't a lot, know what to get out of it.
1: It's a lot of content there. <laughs> We're content creators. I think that's what we call ourselves.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what we that's what we call ourselves as well. Uh, we are down one man tonight. Our usual man, Brahm, <laughs> has been doing some amazing stuff on his Twitch channel, Brahmatron. He is running beta cuck investments. And, uh, Zach, you've been, you've been helping out, man. You've been, you've been doing some work for him.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, if any of you listeners out there are into magic, the gathering, Pokemon cards, classic sports cards, anything like that, Braumatron's beta cuck investments is going big on Wednesday nights at 9 PM Eastern, but tune in early for my official pre-show hype show that I do. Yeah. Um, Pre-show hype show, man! My God, <laughs> it gets it gets <laughs> wacky. That's the it's the uh, that's where wacky meets. I don't know what we'll you wacky meets the road, and it just gets even wackier. It reminds me a
0: lot of when you did the ASMR video. Um, <laughs> and, um, if, if you're in that level of wacky, that's what's going on on the pre-show hype show. Yep, but
2: that level of wacky—that's Saturday Zach Live on Twitch. But yeah,
0: I mean, he's been Brom's been out there cracking packs. Just like opening up Pokemon cards and stuff. And when he started, I mean, did you think... What did you think was going to
2: happen, Zach, when he started it? Oh, I have no idea. I was just happy to see him put a lot of time and effort into this and see it through its uh, completion. And now we're seeing the product and I'm having a lot of fun. It's a blast. I love checking it out every Wednesday. Everyone's a good... It's a good group of people and support and people having fun cracking jokes it's a great time dude i won't lie
0: when he came to me and was like hey you know he's like do you want a seat at the table he's like i'm looking for somebody to help and i was like okay fine whatever like and i was like i'll do it because you know love the guy whatever <laughs> and then i watched it and i was like i'm actually having a really good time watching this this is this is good content I was it excited. Is.
2: it's very well done it's fantastic
0: yeah anyway um Anyways, He's speaking not of good here. Content. So we Yeah, we can't we can't sing his praises too much. He's not here, so sorry, Brom. Get out of here, bud. Uh you guys are here for submarine movies. Mm-hmm. People thought we were gonna be out of them by like 10 episodes. Patrick apparently thought that we just like up it's and quit. Over. Get out of here, Patrick. What the hell, man? Get back on the show. We'll show you it's not done. We'll show you what's really going on. <laughs>
2: Did you hear that scream? I did. I did. Yeah, that's that's the fear about our sh- about submersion ending.
0: That's intense. <laughs> what the hell is that a cat? That's a cat. was a cat. It's a cat. was a, a cat. Wow. fail kid cat. On that note.
1: dive ah! dive <laughs> die. die, die, die. Ah!
0: What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artists formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle L. Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion.
1: All right, so I just want—I—I I gotta say, like this has been so long since we even chose this movie. Kyle, do you even remember how we chose this movie that we were doing?
0: Yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. This movie was a complete and total accident—the way that it came about. We were looking, you know, texting each other, sexting each other, that right. type of stuff, looking for a mo- new movie, and I said, "Well, let's go ahead and do this one, unless
1: anybody's gung ho about doing another one." And I said, I'm gung-ho about doing the gung-ho, but that's not a submarine movie. Speaking about the Michael Keaton, the famed Michael Keaton film, gung-ho, you guys seen gung-ho starring Michael Keaton? No, but I have it came out, what, 1983 or something like that? Something like that. It's actually, it's, it's a really, so there was a stretch of time from like 80, it's early 80s. I think. Yeah, early 80s into the early 90s, where there was a lot of like fear of the take out, takeover economically of the United States by Japan. Because they were like their economy was skyrocketing and they were buying up all kinds of real estate in L.A. and all this stuff. And so you find all kinds of different movies. Gung-ho is one of those, uh, as is like Rising Sun um, starring Sean Connery and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of at the tail end. That one's kind of more near the beginning of that. Uh Anyways, that you know, to, to say that there was, it's kind of an interesting movie from that point of view, that historical perspective. But then, when I went back and I was looking at other submarine movies that were around, lo and behold, what do I see on the list of submarine movies? A movie named Gung Ho <laughs> that has a submarine in it. And I was like, ah, uh, yes, we're gung ho for gung ho, and we were so gung ho that we took like a two month break. I'm actually yeah. just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the official title is Gung
0: Ho. Woo! Exclamation mark. The story of Carlson's Macon Island
1: Raiders. Yeah, I'm sure at the time 19... in 1943, that meant something. Yeah. <laughs> to us, i might like, have. Carlson? Macon? Yeah. Blue shot? I don't know. Exactly, man.
0: Uh, directed by Ray Enright, written by Lucien Hubbard, W. S. LaFrancois, and Joseph huffman starring everybody you guys know randolph scott alan curtis noah beery jay
1: Carroll nice sam levine david bruce dick lane now see you you went all the way down the list but you didn't get to this so by the time this came out or came out or it was released or whatever re-released or something robert mitchum who's kind of a minor character in this became a giant actor so he ended up being like second build on a lot of the posters and stuff like that But Robert Mitchum is like a famous actor who was just getting started in this one, so he's the most notable name. Randolph Scott, though, you guys never heard of Randolph Scott? Nope. Really interesting character. He was like he was bestie friends with Cary Grant. So that's the thing. Like if you if you look at his like Wikipedia and stuff like that, they'll talk about how he was like like best best friends with Cary Grant. I think it was Cary Grant. Let me just double check that. And they had like a a a bachelor pad together. They like lived together and really oh yes they were and they had like and it's got grant yeah so bachelor hall was the place that they lived together and there's like a picture of them in the pool together and it fueled a lot of rumors about them potentially being lovers uh which was not true just to i don't want to like you know be stating that as if it were truth or whatever it was a tabloid manufactured thing at the time but it is kind of interesting what that you know that they had these release these magazine features and stuff like that that have a bunch of pictures taken that make them seem like they're living together and like uh together together but they weren't gary grant was like a notable like uh he got he, had, he was married a whole bunch of times stuff like that so it was kind of weird that they went that direction but the um tabloids had a field day with them kind of living together being bachelor buddies
0: Dude, submarine movies just brewed that bromance. I mean...
1: I think that's probably don't they right, know yeah. anything? Come on. Yeah, they moved in together, shared a beach house in Malibu, became known as Bachelor Hall. Wow. You guys want to do one of those? A Bachelor Hall? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I guess the problem is that we're already married. Divorce. Ah, okay, perfect. Done. It's- All right. <laughs> Answer to literally everything. Um, anyways, <laughs> I know you just got started, Zach, but... It's a pact. We've already made the pact. Okay. Mm -hmm. We now have to. I mean, you said it. We have to get divorced now. So so be it. So be it. Yeah. Um, You got all the gifts. It doesn't matter. (laughs) He's not returning them. Anyways, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. Randolph uh, Scott. I was like, I know that name. And that's what I remember it from. Bestie friends. Man.
0: There you go, dude. Bestie buddies. Bestie buddies. Love story.
1: Um... Yeah, best bro. We get birth into birth it. You remember barely. it? You remember? You're gonna I've have got, to help me. I've but got notes. I'm gonna try it out. I am gonna try it out to t- today. One of the things I'm trying to do: shorter episodes, shorter things, get you fast. Boom, 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 boom. Five minute recap. Jamie's hot five. Love it, Kyle. Did you
0: Just come up with that, Kyle. Hit the yeah. Music. I just
1: I, it was a Jamie original. No one ever gave me any suggestion otherwise. Okay. I came up with that myself. <laughs> It's the hot five,
2: hoo hoo, alive. He's
0: gonna give us his
2: hot five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Double scream was so bad. All right, you guys ready for this? We're ready. All right, countdown: five, four. Let me get the timer. All right, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. (laughs) So start it. Okay. So, anyways. (laughs) It's World War II, literally, as we were making this film. And they're like, we got to somehow stop the, the Japanese now because they've attacked Pearl Harbor. And what are we going to do about it? And everyone's like, hey, I've got a great idea. We're going to have this guy, uh, Thorwald, who was totally serving in China during the Sino-Japanese War. And he like learned all kinds of cool stuff from them as they fought the Japanese. right? So this other country, China, has already fought the Japanese. He learned a bunch from them. And it's called Guerrilla Warfare. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Guerrillas are fighting this war. And they're like, no, it's called Guerrilla Warfare. Ever heard of it? And also (laughs) the concept of gung-ho working together in harmony. And so that's what we're going to do. And he's like, I need my best friend, Transport. And Transport's like reporting for duty. And they're like, let's get a whole bunch of people and just – just double-check with them real quick. Just make sure that they're, like, into murdering people. And they're like, okay. One guy really was. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Do you That's think all you can, he wanted. Yeah, do you think you can kill someone? And the guy's like, um, already done it. And they're like, you're in. And the other person's like, you're a minister. <laughs> do you think you could kill someone? And he's like, um, yes, in. then they're like, Robert Mitchum is basically like, who, who are you? He's like, I was a boxer because everyone made fun of me. And I, like, punched people in the face. And, yeah, I've killed people. And they're like, also in. And then there's like who are you and he's like I'm like a I was kind of like a person who grew up poor and I traveled all over the place and and somebody they identify with him he's like yeah you, I'm not sure you can kill people yet, <laughs> but you're just like you're just like me so I know you can learn to kill people and he's like great and then there's like two brothers and they're like already like basically want to kill each other over a girl and they're like well if you want to kill each other you definitely want to kill the enemy so into it and they get into it as well so there are everyone's like assembled and they're like great and we see that hey don't forget about like the hyper
0: racist dude who's there he's like i am ready to kill japanese people yeah and he was like he
1: was using different terms yeah yeah and so uh they they all start training together and it's like 200 of them or something a whole bunch of people there and they're like we're gonna work together we're gonna fight we're gonna become like The strongest lean mean, um, really like Jamie type characters, like really ripped uh, six packs. Um, I got an eight pack, but they had six packs. And uh, they were basically like, they're like fighting each other and they're like doing something like learning to kind of fight dirty. But that's guerrilla warfare. They're like throwing sand in each other's eyes and they're like, you know, spitting at each other and doing whatever they need to do to win. And that's kind of like the whole story of the beginning of this movie. They're like super into killing people. They want to murder as many humans p- as possible. They keep on asking questions like, so how do you murder a person? And they're like, just remember, the, the outside, the, the hide of the human being is a lot stronger than you'd think it would be. So make sure you puncture them real good with a knife. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and so a um, little disturbing by today's standards. But I guess at the time, everyone was like, cool with it? Anyways, yeah. they're all like, okay. We got our we got our mission basically the mission is we're gonna go um, over to make an island where there's a an outpost a Japanese outpost very very important um, and we're gonna go out there and we're going to secretly get onto the island kill a whole bunch of uh, uh people there and um uh or destroy yeah basically destroy their capabilities on the island that was pretty much it they had they had a couple other possibilities right they were supposed to like trick, some people and and send them elsewhere or whatever there's like two other possible missions but mostly it was destroy the installations um on the island anyways yeah they uh they're like, okay, let's all pile onto the submarines. so we get our submarine time. This is actually kind of a, uh interestingly extended period. I thought for sure it would just be a case where they'd be like, get on the submarines. And we see them on the submarines for a second. And then they'd end up on the island and be like, oh, well, that's our submarine action. But no, they, they piled them all in. And then they were like locking them in the room. They were like closing the door being like, have fun in this like cramped space hope you don't go crazy and people were already going crazy they had to like sing to themselves and like they were like super weird at one point they also have a birthday party and they're like haha it's like your birthday on a submarine and i'm like you have like 200 people on the submarine it's like someone's birthday every day what do you have a cake every day get out of here (laughs) i don't like it mathematically speaking probably one of those days two people had a birthday what do you have two cakes all of a sudden where are you getting all these cakes unbelievable that's all the food
0: supply was man
1: just cake batter and so anyways, I think that's pretty much all that happens on a submarine. There's all kinds of other things they discuss. Or they, they have, they're all buddy-buddy, and they're getting ready for it. But one thing you see also is as they're heading towards uh, the island and they're kind of making their way to be able to um, get onto the island, they you see how well they're trained, right? Because they, they are looking at these maps, and they're like, Tell me what you see, and they are able to describe exactly what they need to do on the island because how they trained was mimicking everything about the island and what they had to do. It's like, oh well, that looks just like the thing that I had to do on the island, so I'll know that I can, you know, go over this way and stop this thing and blah blah blah. So they all get onto their boats, they go onto the uh, island, and it's it's uh, battle time. And this is pretty much the rest of the movie. Uh, you see some interesting stuff where like people are hiding in trees, or the Japanese soldiers are hiding in trees, and they are able to kind of take them out, you already start seeing people dying, which was a bit of a surprise, I guess. Back in the day, they they were a little more cavalier about having your favorite characters die (laughs) pretty quickly as people getting (laughs) mowed down uh, by people in trees. But then there was also like a a gunner station, and that was probably the biggest thing that they had to hurdle and to get over. Because they had to somehow take out this machine gun, and so you had Pig Iron uh, Robert Mitchum. He ran up and tried to do it himself, but he got shot uh, in the neck. I think right. He, he it looked like he died, but he didn't die. And then the little guy that the one the, the commander believed in, because it kind of reminded him of himself, he was like, "I'm the fastest." Like, I'm the fastest that ever lived. This guy. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. And he basically took off all his clothes, basically, and was like, can't be encumbered by that stupid clothes and ran like a fucking jackrabbit and was able to throw a grenade and blow up the. uh, So he ran, but dude, he got just like absolutely lit up. Yeah. So you think he's like, well, that was. You think you, these people are dead, but then they show up later. And you're like, oh, they're just they just wounded yeah. seriously. Like, dude, you, That's good. You literally took 50 bullets to the chest, man, mm-hmm. and you're good. But yeah, he did he blew save that up. the day. And then the two brothers who – I mean, we've seen – we actually had a different scene that I didn't even mention where they they kind of were battling over this one girl. One of the guys who clearly didn't have much interest in the girl. There's one who's very romantic towards the, the lady and is way more into her. And the other one just seems to be doing it for a competition. He's like, you've got that lady at home. I'm going out there. And he kind of like forces the other guy to stay back while he goes out and tries to take out the machine gun. He gets killed. So that's kind of the most emotional scene is the brother uh, or this guy's half brother gets killed. um, And he has to kind of deal with that. Anyways. Uh, they're able to get through and they kind of take over part of the uh, island. They don't take over like the main communication center at that point, uh, but they take over some areas and they're, they're like painting one of the buildings with like an American flag and everyone's like, what are we doing this for? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure we won't hear about that later. Spoiler alert, we do. Ooh. We? So anyways, they, they then do a, what do they do? They do an attack on the final spot because they need to really take out the communication center where they're able to warn People and get you know reinforcements or whatever, uh, they're able to get the reinforcements off. Or they get to get the message off um, before they're able to stop them. But what do they do? They run like a big tractor into it or something. They knock it. Out, they knock yeah, it down. There's a
0: lot of generic action
1: going on. Yeah. here. they knock it down with like a tractor and like both the people die including transport which is kind of sad because even even the commander's like don't you know make sure you come back man and transport's like I will man and then he gets killed and that, their romance is over <sighs> uh, done and but they're able to kind of like they're able to stop the communication but then the japanese are like chasing after them so they're running they're running through the jungle they're running through the jungle and like we just have to get to the spot cuz you all of a sudden you realize the reinforcements they called in in the form of airplanes they're coming in to bomb the island and they see this building with a big American flag on it. So the Japanese uh, 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 pilots are like, there we go. That's where we get to go. And So they lure all the Japanese soldiers to that building and they blow up themselves. Like basically the Japanese bombers blow up their own soldiers. And so that's how they win and take over the island. So they're taking over the island. They kind of bury, they bury some of the dead, uh, which is kind of sad and, and a bit shocking, I guess, from my point of view, just like, you forget sometimes that these people from Kansas or wherever traveled halfway across the world, get killed on this island, and then it's like, this is where you're buried now, and there's just like a cross in the sand, and you're like, this. no one will ever be able to visit you. No one will be able to do any of this. It's, this, is where, this is where you have to be buried, because we're obviously not going to be taking your body back on this cramped submarine. Sorry. It's
0: getting real emotional at the end of this
1: here. Yeah. And so then they pile back on the submarine, and... Off they go. Heading back home because they completed their mission. The end. All right. You came in at nine minutes 17 seconds. It's good. So. Pra- practice makes perfect. Practice makes oh, perfect. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. That is gung. Wait, wait. Did ho. I say did I say hot five? I meant hot ten. It's a hot ten. <laughs> oh, there you go. There we <laughs> go. go. Uh w- yeah, that's that's gung-ho. So, Zach, did you have anything? About this movie that you wanted to discuss in particular that I didn't touch on in my hot five slash ten? Uh anything that really
2: stu- stood out? Not really. I mean, except that I mean t- I would mean, am I going into my review right now? Or you can you can if you want to. Or I, yeah. I, I, you've been forced into it. Yeah, I'll just go in. I mean, I'll just start talking and it's gonna be like my review anyways. Um so here it is. My official Zach review.
0: Okay. See his see his eyes darting around the screen, looking <laughs> like what other sound stuff. effect can I? Play? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you all know me. You all know me. I just watched Jaws the other day. You all know me. Um, hey, well, did you? Love yeah, you. I got on a four. I watched I, that I got the other a, day. I got on four K. Carly and I watched it.
0: I've got it on four K.
2: Virtual fist bump. <laughs> you that? know what
0: I just? You know what I just got on four K? What? You're gonna love it. What? ID four, baby. Oh my god,
2: that's amazing. It's
0: on sale. If you haven't bought it, it's on sale. I, for it on, like 13 I watched bucks. it
2: on July fourth on Blu-ray, like some sort of chump. So sell it. Get the four K. <laughs> 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 All right, sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> so back to uh, what we're talking about here. Y'all know me. Um, not that big of a fan of the old black and white films, especially this one. Um, this was, this one, ah, God, how would I want to really talk about this movie? It was just so, and I get war movies, I guess choppy, but this just seemed really choppy to me. And like, I don't know, the transitions were smooth. It's hard because it's, what was it? 1943, 42, right? When this came out, like 43, 43, like, I mean, but to, but to say like someone get gets shot, like when the guy like when the three um Japanese soldiers were surrendering, but then they actually weren't surrendering, and then they mowed the guy down with the machine gun. Um I don't know. That death sequence, you guys remember that? And he was like, and but there's like no blood, there's like no anything. And it's just kind of like, I mean, what am I doing? It just felt like I mean, it had to have been like an incredibly low budget. I feel like it was very much had that propaganda war movie feel. Go go, rah rah, America, and incredibly uh, anti-Japanese. So, which makes sense at the time of its release. But I don't know. I, I I'm now as impressed by it. I'm glad we got some sub action. I'm glad we got to see inside of some submarines. It's always kind of cool. But all in all, this is bottom of my list. Not a great movie. No rewatchability at all, in my opinion. Um, so I'll just—I mean, I just say a three. I got—I'm just
1: gonna hmm. give it a three. three. I can jump in. I like to go. I like to go second. Um, yeah, I think the most obvious hmm. and interesting thing. There's two interesting things about it, and then there's the offensive, you know, portrayal of Japanese, which I think is. Kind of par for the course when it comes to World War II movies uh, in a lot of ways. I'd say one interesting thing is the fact that you – I think it's probably the only time we've really seen the uncomfortability of people not trained to be on submarines being on submarines by necessity uh in the war. So I'm sure that was something that happened with some regularity is having to get some you know people from one spot to another spot who weren't trained to be on submarines and them all being like – what does it even feel? Dive and stuff like that. And That's a not good point. Being happy about that and not being comfortable with that, and then being afterwards being like, "Oh, that was actually okay," or whatever. And so that those those whole sequences were kind of interesting from that point of view. Um, I think it was also the second thing that was interesting was the kind of startling um, openness about killing human beings and kind of the idea of how important that was to what they were talking about. And it makes it does make you wonder, given. How little we hear about that in after, uh, you know, during the war movies. Movies made during the war, it seems to be a much bigger focus. It's this idea of, like, you have to want to kill the people you're going. It's like kill or be killed. Like, you have to you know, feel like that's something you want to do. Whereas later I feel like that ends up getting toned down as time goes on. People don't really want to think about so much that idea, but here it's like, doctor, you're a doctor. You've cut up, cut cut open human beings. How best to cut them open. And he's like, you just like got to really push it hard and make sure that (laughs) goes straight through their skin. And it's like, great. Thank you. And I'm, as a viewer, I'm like,
2: what? (laughs) So,
1: (laughs) those are the two most interesting notes. things oh cool oh cool. interesting um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so those are the, the most interesting things I think I will agree I think overall unless you're into war movies I actually do quite enjoy watching these especially the ones made during wars it's actually a, a little unfortunate that there it, there isn't more of that done nowadays there were so many movies made in the 1940s for World War II that you do almost get a you know time by time uh, or play by play uh, recreation of what's happening, at least, even if it's propaganda in a lot of ways. You still get that. Vietnam, there really wasn't movies made until like years later. Uh, there were some, but not many. And then, you know, you talk about nowadays and you get you get some over time, but there's not so many that happen uh, concurrent with the war like World War II. So it's kind of cool you to think that's, watch these
0: You think that's because now they – it would be so heavily criticized like you really want it to be accurate it's gotta be an actual depiction of like what's going on
1: yeah I think it's I think it's I think that's exactly it I think at the time it's much easier to say we're gonna just make propaganda that that fictionalizes uh, something that happened in the war and rah rah America whereas nowadays I think they have to sit there and be like we need a we need some years of perspective to correctly make this movie, or else we're gonna get raked over the coals for this. So they won't they won't do it until they have some time. So you 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 don't see anything until a couple at least a couple of years later when people can come back and kind of they can work through what all the things actually meant and double check things and stuff like that. But I like I like watching these just from that point of view. Um, otherwise, it's kind of fluff. So I'll come in at a five, a little higher. Ooh, a five. There you go. Okay. Here we go.
0: I'll come in here, because I have to. Uh, 1943, this is the same year. Keep in mind, Destination Tokyo came out. Wow, really? Uh, I love yeah. Destination Tokyo. I know, right? Destination Tokyo. It's, it's a good movie. Um, and Zach, you said you don't like the black and white movies, but... Usually, I don't mind the black and white usually. movies. And I just I just went, watched another 4K this last weekend, watched Psycho by mm. Hitchcock in Ooh. 4K, black and white. What'd you think of it? Uh, Half incredible is that your first Absolutely time amazing. ever seeing it
1: yeah i know it was it was okay. so I, okay. I can i can sense the judgment and but that's the one that's the one that starts with her it kind of it's almost like a red herring right it starts with her kind of stealing money or something and then correct yeah okay yes have you guys watched it or no no i've, I've seen, seen it, it. yeah, yeah, yeah and i've yeah. seen it but only i think i've only seen it once so i couldn't, okay. couldn't remember if that was the beginning of birds or the beginning of uh, no
0: yeah that is that is okay. psycho and uh it's got the uncut version you know so you get that shell out that buku bucks for that 4k and i get the uncut stuff so um i don't mind the black and white i think if it's done tastefully whatever now i mean back then it was necessity right i mean you're not gonna as you can tell this is a lower budget movie they're not gonna pump like all kinds of money like they did the wizard of oz to get this thing in color that's just not gonna happen um zach you said this was choppy because there were so many montages. Mm. Incredible, right? <laughs> Interview montages, training montages, um, traveling montages, just like all over the place. I feel like the fighting was a montage. <laughs> like, ha, 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 we're cutting over here, we're doing this, this, and this. Uh, I also thought the brothers that were kind of like playfully, like, "Oh yeah, way, I oughta, you know? I'm like, dude, this guy says he's literally trying to sleep with the girl that you're in love with, and you're just like, <laughs> Oh, my damn brother. I'll get him one day. They should have had him kill him on the island. That would have made for a really intense storyline plot twist. But they Yeah,
1: that would have been an interesting turn to take in the middle of this. That would have been wild, right? Yeah. Friendly fire.
0: Um, (laughs) Anyways. Ultimately, there were... Few things in this movie I liked. I did. I always liked the uh, for whatever reason. I'm a sucker for like when the plane comes in and they start bombing the sub. Uh, we got that when guys were up on top on deck working out or doing whatever, and all of a sudden they're like Japanese bombers are coming in, and one guy got caught up on top because he was sleeping. Nobody literally thought yeah. to be like, "Why don't you please wake up?" They just said, ah, "We're going to let him <laughs> float out here." Um, I like those, the depth-charging scenes, that type of stuff. I think that's always exciting. Um, but when, as soon as they got to the island, it was just... I, I'd even mention it in your recap, it was just generic action. You could yeah. literally just... In the storyboard, they're just like, action sequence. Right? <laughs> okay, what what does that look like? All right, I don't know. Here, an action sequence. Um, and yeah, not great. Very forgettable. I probably won't recall this movie. A year from now um, maybe six months from now I don't know depends on my state of mind but and I was bored I, I was really bored with it so I don't know two five, 25
2: 2.5 or there it is there it is there it
0: is <sighs> are you looking for that on the soundboard you don't have that
2: me? <laughs> yeah. Talking to um you. yeah, I am and I and I just don't like to like <laughs> hang on, let me like oh, I, you I too well. You called it out and I'm sitting there like I can't find it, I can't find it. Um Oh
0: there, there it is. There, there it is, is. <laughs> You have a link to that original. We need to We use that so much. We got to post that. Yeah, we will. So people haven't seen that. That is so good. I've got it. Uh, anyways, that is gung ho. So, Zach, do you have a uh, do you have a little love it hate it for us?
2: Oh uh, yes, I do. Hit it. Yes,
0: I love it.
2: Love it, hate it. What do you guys want to hear first? I hate it. Boom. So this is going to be short and sweet. This comes from our guy, JKB. Now it was, I'll be honest, it was very, very difficult to find a one-star rating or a one. one. Like it was just hard. IMDB, there was none. So I went to the depths of Amazon, and I found this beauty. One out of five stars. This comes to us from August 2nd, 2016. A verified purchase. JKB says, I couldn't stay awake through this movie twice as noisy as it was. That's like it. it. That's good. Wow. Okay. I wish <laughs> I wish it. I wish it just said I couldn't. I just ended after twice. <laughs> 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 it there. Sucked. You know, that was a, you know, that, that that's a one-star review from Amazon. That's one of the I don't even know how I could say it, but that's one of the better one-star reviews. So, mm, <laughs> if that yeah. makes any sense in the world. But yeah, let's hop over to love it. This guy actually um has some things to say. This comes from Chin Gatch. Chin Gatch. August 2nd. So the same day as the other guy, except Chin was 2009. Ooh, 2009. Early
0: adopter here. Yeah.
2: A true classic sets the standard for war moves to come. Many complain about cliches. How can you call the move that created the cliches as cliché? Are Edward Weston's photographs cliché?
0: Hmm.
2: He set the standards copied by many as does this movie. As kids growing up in the 50s, watching movies like this one on weekend TV set the stage for many battles between our block and those kids across the street. Great action scenes, heroic Americans mowing down japs by the hundreds, explosions, airplanes bombing, and strafing Ships, submarines. This movie has it all. That was a ten out of ten from IMDb. Wow. Well, Chin Gatch, he loves it, man. Yep.
0: <laughs> Jamie, Jamie looks like he's in awe.
1: No, I'm just. I, I honestly, I'm looking at. I'm looking for some trivia. <laughs> um, and I just saw that uh, Robert Mitchum's uh, Grandson Was in a f- movie called Delta Force 1 The Lost Patrol and I was just like Wait what? Whoa, whoa <laughs> But it was whoa. not the same one don't worry guys It wasn't the same one we watched That would have been freaking wild <laughs> It would have been pretty wild But I, I, I do not believe that has a summary in it So don't even worry God, about it dude. you remember how surprisingly good those movies were? Yeah they were amazing they were the best movies I ever saw Like
0: out of nowhere? Yeah 12 Inches Lou Cash. For sure. Oh, Lou Cash. Yes. Lou Cash. I was looking through my videos the other day and I got the one where the, the old guy captain like hops the rail and like slowly runs away.
2: <laughs> oh, it's
1: so All right. Good. You want some trivia? Trivia. We want trivia, man. Well,
2: Jamie Trivia.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna give a huge a huge amount of it or anything like that. Really, Robert Mitchum, this is his first role, and he became he's ne- he ranked. Twenty-third on the American Film Institute's list of greatest male stars, so we're seeing him right in the beginning, number twenty-three. He also was nominated only for one Academy Award for the story of GI Joe, just two years later. So he pretty quickly got a Academy Award nomination. I believe that's the only one he ever got. Though, seems wait to wait surprising. wait wait what what list is this? The AFI film, uh, the American Film Institute's list of greatest male stars. So number one is Humphrey Bogart, Cary Grant, aforementioned. Ooh. Uh, and so he's down on number twenty-three, uh, Robert Mitchum. I'm looking where Nick Cage is on here. Yeah, he is not there. It's be- he's between Sidney Poitier and Edward G. Robinson. I'm talking about Robert Mitchum, not Nick Cage. Huh. So I actually don't even Cage. Hey, donate to see the list. I'm not even I sure could download I'm, the PDF. I don't think there's every- any. There's no. There's no modern actors on here. So Name. don't even. Don't even worry about it. I'm actually wondering Yeah, they don't have anyone on here that's recent, which seems kind of sh- strange. But I guess it's uh I guess it's because you had to have your screen debut before nineteen fifty. And I think Nick Cage premiered in nineteen fifty one. So Oh God. Yeah.
0: You remember those vi- that, those photos of, uh, yeah, of the- somebody 1800s people like Cable's vampire or something. It looked like that. just
1: like a man. Looked just like him. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, really, this was used uh, as training film for U.S. Marine Corps at some point, which makes some sense if you weren't familiar with uh, guerrilla warfare and that kind of stuff. Maybe this this would be informative in some ways. It also was a big time box office. A big time box office. Buffo, uh for this guy, um, having made over two million dollars at the box office. Really. Big time, but this is—I mean, come on—it's World War II. Everyone's clamoring for that sweet World War II action. And then, yeah, usually this is—you know—where I talk about. uh, Oh, oh, I should say, you want to hit the um, Phantom Zone real quick?
2: Engage the Phantom.
1: Phantom's engaged.
2: Engage the Phantom.
1: And so yeah, Robert Robert Mitchum is actually who I would use for this as well. Um, do you guys remember uh, what movie uh, he was in that we saw?
2: Oh. Uh, I do
1: not. I don't either. I do believe
2: Wait.
0: he. Wait. So is it like run? Is he not in Run Silent Run? No, he's not in Run Silent Run
1: Deep. But yeah, I think you're, you're kind of you're kind of close. Am I? Yeah. So he was the captain in the Enemy Below. Just, I feel like it's got a similar feel oh. to it. Oh, he's the one's chasing uh, chasing after Kurt Jurgens. You that know, that's a good movie. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you see. I mean, I guess I guess we in that one you do see a bit of submarine, just no American submarine action. Obviously, it's the American ship chasing after the uh, German boat U boat. Uh, but unlike there was another one that we saw where they were chasing after, where you just see the submarine for one second, this one you actually did get to see inside of the submarine, that kind of stuff.
0: You're, that one you're thinking of is. Um, That's with Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier. Gosh, what is that movie?
1: I can't remember. Another time I had. That was. Oh, gosh. This is escaping me. But obviously we can use uh, Enemy Below to make it all the way to Ed Harris. And it's kind of an interesting connection here is originally Ed Harris was supposed to do a reboot of um, Gung Ho. They were oh. like super into it, especially following uh, the wild success um, of the 1980s Gung Ho. Uh, in the early 90s, they were like, we need to you know, get right back into that Gung Ho action, get Gung Ho for Gung Ho. That's what they were, what mm-hmm. they were saying. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, let's do it. Um, but it ended up falling through the deal because uh, Ed Harris said he wouldn't do it unless he could direct two different films, one from the American perspective, one from the Japanese perspective. And everyone you – know, the producers were like, no, no one's going to go for that. And lo and behold, like years later, uh, Eastwood did it with like uh, those uh, movies that hit Figs of Our Fathers and stuff like that. And oh, so yeah. And then Ed Harris sued him. In uh, court and won, and got all the profits from those movies went directly to Ed Harris. Little, little known fact actually that it, he he got all the all the profits from Flags of Fathers. No one got anything, not a single dime. Other went to other than to Ed Harris. It was one greedy bastard. No, I mean he got what he got what he deserved because he came up with the idea. That's true. Well, you don't you don't think? Yeah, come on. Got what Anyways, he deserved. Anyways, uh, you guys want to do some quick Jeopardy? Yes. Uh, of course we do. This is a good one because I, I originally sometimes I do ones where I just think you're just going to like not be able to answer any of them just for funsies to make you look all dumb and stuff. Uh, not this time. Yeah, remember that? Where I crushed the Anthony Perkins answer? It was like, wham! <laughs> this one's called War Stars. It's all about actors in war movies. And you'll see why. This is a very tenuous connection to Gun How. So, who gave the lowest score? Kyle. Kyle. So what do you want? 200, 400, 600, 800, or 1,000? Start me low. Let's let's warm up to this. It's been a while. Two hundred. This young star played the title role in Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, title role. This titles. The title, the title role. role. Who played Private Ryan yep. in Saving Private Ryan? Matt Damon. Very good. Oh. All right, Zach. He's got two hundred. What are you gonna do? Four hundred. Six hundred. Eight hundred. Do thousands. four. Do four. Casper Van Dien played one of the young gung-ho warriors of the future in this 1997 release. Casper Van Dien played one of the young gung-ho warriors of the future in this 1997 release. Gung-ho warriors of the future. Casper Shh, Van gonna, Dien, that I'm actor we know st- and love. I'm going to steal
0: if he doesn't. I, I guess can't steal,
2: dude. I don't know. Hold on. Give me one second.
0: This is great podcasting. I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna be right back. What? It's what? Take me two seconds.
2: I'm gonna steal and it's gonna make sense. So then we gotta keep talking. I'm gonna keep thinking then. And if I guess yeah. it, yeah. I yeah, guess. He
1: might he might he might get in. Jamie, what I, it. Jamie. doing it. say it again real quick. Well, do you wanna try another was it a different category? I can yeah, give you a different, different, different category real quick. So <laughs> 200 for American literature. Stephen Crane published this classic book about the Civil War when he was twenty-three. Stephen Crane, Civil War book. Did he guess? No, I was giving him a different question. Stephen Crane book about the Civil War. Do you know that uh, I don't that even one. know that. I don't even know that. Red ba- red, right. ba- red Badge of Courage. Never read right, so that. Casper Van Dien played one of the young gung ho warriors of the future in this 1997 release. Kyle, what is it? Starship uh, Troopers. And you have it on 4K. My brother got. I haven't even opened yet. <laughs> My brother sent it to me. Starship Troopers. Yeah. All right, so Kyle, you're you're. Killing it right now. 600, 800, or 1,000. What do you want? Oh, he didn't do 600? You guys were doing some other weird... That was 400. Question? He did 400. He said started oh. low.
2: Uh, go
1: ahead and give me 600. Let's Let's let's
0: see what can happen here, man.
1: Lieutenant Jordan O'Neill, Demi Moore, or Demi Moore, was the first female to undergo Navy SEAL training in this film. G.I. Jane. Very good. Wow, Kyle's crushing it. Kyle's exactly. killing it. Zach. What eight hundred or a thousand? Give me a thousand because I gotta do something special. All right. In a nineteen eighty-seven film, this Minnesota governor was part of an elite squad led by Schwarzenegger against a deadly alien in a jungle Minnesota governor in a Schwarzenegger film about a deadly alien in yeah, a jungle. Yeah, Is it
2: From- um I mean it's Predator, that's what we're talking about. But we are, but we need, we need the name need of the, the name Minnesota of the, of the Minnesota governor. Is it um yeah. I know it. Oh shit. Is it well I'm thinking the guy if it's Oh, it's his name. It's it's um He's it a wrestler. No, that's Jones. not Jesse Ventura? <laughs> it's Jesse the yeah. Body Ventura? Yes. Oh, yes, Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I didn't know he was in
1: Predator, to be honest with you. <laughs> All right, now it's now Thanks, it's toss Kyle. up. <laughs> toss up. Toss up. Here we go. This this is this is it. You gotta say your name to buzzin'. In this okay. 1987 film, Schwarzenegger led an elite squad against a deadly alien in a jungle. Kyle, Zach, yeah, <laughs> damn it, Kyle, what is it? <laughs> Predator. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it was funny because eight hundred and a thousand they were going in order, so they were. They, was they that were making seriously a
0: bit... on the same? Yeah, it was on the, the same, same thing. Jeopardy.
1: Uh, yeah, this is dead. Wow. Wait. On, so
2: I back. just could have won
1: had I just been. A little quicker, yeah. It seemed you seemed hesitant yeah, only because I well, confused you with my guile. <laughs> because it's like the same exact wording.
0: Are you looking for the movie or Jesse Ventura? Yeah, right. right. I even
2: said the name <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> like, you did. You very much did. <laughs> all right, too right. It
0: confused me too, Zach. I was like, "Wait, is this really what's happening here?" It's all good. Yeah, let's let's
2: let's can't win them all. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all I got. Wow, I hate this.
0: Yeah. Starship Troopers, man. I haven't seen that in uh, many years. But I need to watch it now. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Yeah. It's it's sub sub, 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 sub world world, 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 world wide, wide wide wide. Okay. So, it's actually it's been a really long time since I've done a subs worldwide like this. The show first started, you guys remember, I used to do subs worldwide. It literally had no connection to the movie at all. And I was, and then we'd hear about stuff later. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have really tied that into the movie. And I did that for a really long time. But now, you know what? Screw that. And going away from that again. We're going back into the random stuff. Back to having some subs worldwide. Sweet action here. So, uh, tonight... Sorry, I got something in my throat. Uh, <sighs> we are talking about... The Losharik, Losharik, my pronunciations are garbage, class submarine. It's a Russian submarine, and it is uniquely built. Inside the hull, it has seven spheres. So instead of like the normal bulkhead and all that stuff where we're walking around the sub and we can touch the walls, you are inside spheres inside the submarine, the reason for that is because they want the submarine to dive extremely deep and it can there's all kinds of different (laughs) estimations i'll get into that in just a minute um and honestly with what i'm going to tell you later i'm surprised that we haven't talked about the submarine at all yet kind of shocked me when i was reading about it kind of crazy (laughs) does it does Um, it appear
1: does it ever appear in a movie no no so maybe that's why could be.
0: Um, so it is named after a Russian cartoon horse that is also made out of spheres. Uh, it's 230 feet long, has a beam of 23 feet. Its speed is unknown, and the depth that it can dive varies based on several reports that I've read. Uh, so H.I. Sutton's World Submarines Covert Shores Recognition Guide – Says it'll go to three thousand two hundred eighty feet. Wikipedia says it'll go to six thousand six hundred feet to eight thousand two hundred feet, and then the New York Times article: "A Deep-Diving Sub, A Deadly Fire, and a Russia's and Russia's Secret Undersea Agenda" by James Glanz and Thomas. Nielsen from 420-2020 claims it could go as deep as 20,000 feet. Uh, so to put that in perspective. So wait, 20,000
1: yeah. leagues under the sea it can go? No, <laughs> we're
0: not quite saying that. But put that in perspective, the uh, Marianas Trench is 36,069.6 6 feet below sea level. It uh, can hold 25 people. It is a nuclear-powered sub. Uh, it has a reactor in one of the spheres and it's, it's a highly secretive submarine, so it's not really known exactly how it all is connected, but it is thought that the nuclear reactor takes up a whole sphere by itself and that you can't really, it, in the drawings, it didn't look like you could actually access it from the rest of the sub. You'd have to go up top and go down in a hatch and get in the reactor, um, So there's that. Uh, Let's see here. And according to H.I. Sutton's article, Losherik spy submarine accident is still a problem for the Russian Navy from July 6, 2020. I'm hinting at several things here. Um, On Forbes, they're used for seabed warfare and underwater engineering. And seabed warfare is, uh, Eric Marino talked about this way back in episode 15, going in... To the seabeds and messing around with underwater data cables. They are controlling all the world's information or moving all the world's information, bank accounts, internet, everything like that. And right now, the Bellegarde class is being specifically outfitted to be a host sub for this because these submarines are designed to be transported by a mothership and put into their operating area. Um, currently there's another one doing it, but the God seems to be the one that's going to be happening in 2012. It operated in an experiment where they were extracting rock samples from the Arctic crust by drilling two miles into it. It's very far. Uh, one of the funniest things I thought with, with the submarine was it's so secretive. Russia's always trying to keep this stuff under wraps and in 2015 of all things, um, you guys ever heard of the show Top Gear? Mm-hmm. Like the cars it, and all yeah. that stuff. Um, so there's like a magazine or whatever, and they were out doing a photo shoot of a Mercedes SUV near the ocean. Then all of a sudden, the sub surfaced in the back. And so they got all kinds of photos of the sub while they were uh, just photographing a Mercedes. So I thought that was pretty funny. There we go. Try to try to do everything to keep it secret, but you can't. Uh, and then the reason that I can't believe we haven't talked about this, because this was in the news at the time we were doing the show, but we just, I don't know if we, I don't remember when we started really doing the news stuff or not, but uh, there's a big incident, July 1st, 2019, a fire broke out on board the sub, 14 Russian submariners ended up dying because of it. Uh, the Submarine was operating sixty miles off the coast of Nor off the coast of Norway, and they're really not. I mean, that's pretty darn close. Russia is not saying anything about why they were there. Another thing is strange is Norway isn't saying anything, although Norway monitors the seas for NATO for activity and all that. The only people who are talking though are Russian fishermen who reported that they saw a sub like surface very quickly and all kinds of commotion and all types of stuff. And then it took off. Uh, that might've been the mothership. They're not really sure. Uh, so speculation with the submarine is that Russia was using it to fuck around with underwater cables and do all kinds of stuff under there, but they're never going to tell you that they're doing that. (laughs) And, um, regardless of whatever the mission was, it had to be pretty darn important Because on the boat, according to Wikipedia, the submarine had seven sailors with the rank of first officer out of a possible 25 people who could have been on board. And so to put that in perspective on the Kursk, when that went down, there were 118 people on board and only two people had that rank. Um, The fire said to have started from an explosion in the battery compartment Potentially from lithium ion batteries that they were using. And if you've ever heard of a lithium ion battery explosion, they're not really great. It's the whole reason the Samsung Note 7 was pulled. Um, it was an awesome phone. I love that. Phone. You had that <laughs> it was phone? That's the best phone I've ever I did. Yeah. It was the best phone I've ever had. And then, uh, but one day, my. I was, like, driving, and I had my buddy, I'm like, here, change the music. He's like, this phone is really hot. I'm like, ah, whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> he's like, this is the one that's supposed to blow. I'm like, it might. Um, there were five people who survived the incident, uh, miraculously. And although everything's been so tight-lipped about it, at a ceremony, um, funeral ceremony for the sub, the Submariners, uh, a Russian official said that people who fought the fire and in incident prevented a planetary this is in quotes prevented a planetary catastrophe (laughs) so what the hell were they doing i mean i know it's nuclear powered so but who knows what was going on crazy stuff planetary Um,
2: catastrophe
0: yeah i mean those are big doomsday words so (laughs) i don't know what they were doing Uh, But Russia says that it does fully intend to get this uh, back up and operational. So, originally, I I also forgot to put this in there. Plans for it, it was designed in 88, 87 or 88. I want to say 88. And then finally put into service due to financial constraints with the Soviet Union collapse uh, in 2003. So... That subs worldwide. I thought that was kind of interesting because we never even talked about that incident. There's been multiple incidents yeah. since we've started
1: the show. Mm-hmm. The num- number of fires and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I will, one, one other note, just from submarine news and all that stuff. Apparently, new yeah. Dol- Dolph Lundgren is going to be making another submarine movie, so we can look Ooh, forward to that. Seriously, just announced him and him and Frank uh, Grillo are going to be co-starring in a submarine uh, movie. Oh, yeah do I yeah. know Frank Grillo? Uh, yeah, I think you probably do, right? He's in the gray, huh? Yeah, he's like a kind of a bad guy. I just saw him in the um, uh, bodyguards, you know, Hitman's bodyguards wife or whatever. How was that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the first one. I'll say that. No, I I, great- I I also enjoyed the first one. I didn't necessarily enjoy the second one as much. Cause who was his wife? Was it Selma Hayek? Yeah, it's so really crank okay. up to summer Hayek. Not as much of the banter between the two of them. And uh, even more convoluted and unnecessary plot. So, not as into it. Not as into it. Anyways, that's not the here and or there. Because we are nearing the end of this episode. And we are still going to go over an hour somehow. So, Zach, can you bring us home? Hit it.
2: do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. do. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts, when you're going down, get some Zach Facts, when you're going down. Oh my wordy, we got some Zach Facts for you. Now I will say, uh, normally we do like guesses over under, stuff like that. Um, It's just more or less one Zach Fact with multiple parts (laughs) of the Zach Fact. So I see. I like that. We're going to keep it short and sweet tonight, because we are trying to go under an hour. Um, And (laughs) I think we're on the clock, so let's do it. Fact number 1 and done. Um as we know, the movie that we watched this week was Gung Ho and it's a war movie. So would you call that like the category of movie, Jamie? Like war yes. movie.
1: Yeah. This is a war movie, yes.
2: Yeah, so Gung Ho is a war movie. Um these are you know, maybe you, you didn't know this but there's some other famous movies with similar like these titles with a category. Um so for example, there was the famous film called Oh no! Or the horror category. <laughs> so there's gung ho is war. Did you say horror category? Horror. Horror. Scary. Oh. Horror. oh no. For horror. Right?
0: Yep. I'm picking I'm picking up what you put in. And then there's out.
2: another one, another movie came out then that was famous for, for comedy. This was Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> and then don't you can't forget its sequel. Uh oh. Again. It, right. <laughs> it was the shitty sequel. It's a category. That's at the Oscars. Shitty sequels. That should be. That should be a good one. Then um, for, you know, you had to get, you know, Cheech and Chong had to make their movie, right? Uh, for all those grass fans out there, it was mm-hmm. bong, whoa. That was one. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going?
0: He's proud of that one. Look at that and smile. The,
2: <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then the final category of these, um, you know, once you cycle through all those different categories, you really get down to the last one. and. We all know what that is. Pornography, right? And um, that film was called Dong Hoes. So nice. <laughs> wow. There it is. <laughs> there were there were
0: a lot of ways you could have gone with that one. And I think that's probably the most tasteful. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that sounds bad. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at macestudios at gmail.com.